Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say... You really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Hello and welcome to the Bike Radar podcast. Brought to you from the team behind Cycling Plus, MBUK, and BikeRadar.com. Hello there, welcome to the Bike Radar podcast. I'm Tom Marvin, technical editor here at Bike Radar, and joining me today is Warren Roster. He's our senior row technical editor, which basically means he's in charge of all of the tech content to do with curly bars on Bike Radar and in Cycling Plus magazine. Now, this is um, a little series that myself and Warren are putting together towards the end of the year, and we're looking back at some of the most influential bikes um, that really have influenced uh, Warren's uh, cycling career and cycling life. Um, this is episode three of that series, uh, and today uh, we're going to be talking about a bike from the 1990s. Um, if you want to hear about Warren's selections from the 70s and 80s, check back in your podcast feed. Uh, in the 1970s, it was the Rally Competition um which is a road bike that I think uh, other members of his family had that really sort of influenced Warren uh, and got Warren really interested in cycling. It was um, uh, a really important bike in the 70s. And in the 1980s, there was another rally, uh, the Rally Burner, which is a bike uh, I'm sure many people will be familiar with. Um, it seemed to be the bike that most kids in the 1980s uh, either had or definitely wanted to have. Um, but yeah, Warren, um, how are you getting on? Are you all good? Yeah. Yeah, it's fancy. Excellent. Um, so, the 1990s, um, this was the year, well, the decade that I sort of really started noticing cycling. Um, and when watching the tour, there's lots of fancy colours and interesting kit going around. Um, but certainly the bikes that were being raced, um, it was a time when a lot of things were changing. Um, the 1990s, which is a bike, uh, what's the bike that you've chosen for the 1990s? Um, well, first I say, like, the 90s, um, yeah, I like to think of them as, like, the metal years. Because mm-hmm. it, it kind of it signaled the end of steel in pro racing, and so you ended up with a huge amount of of air experimentation. Um, the bike I've chosen from from the nineties, it probably won't be a surprise to many people, um, is Giant's TCR. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, as for materials, we saw loads of you know loads of loads of different things coming out. You saw like you know uh, lots of experiment, experimentation with oversized aluminium tubing, um, and then you had like the likes of um, 
the Linsky family driven light speed titanium road bikes, you know, they were in the Pro Tour as well. And there was loads and loads of experimentation going around carbon. So you had the likes of Greg LeMond that started working with Calfee. Colin Argo had the momentous um, C40. Um, and then, you, of course, you've got Mike Burroughs uh, and Lotus. Um, Cannondale brought oversized aluminium to the top step of the Grand Tours um, with, with CAD um, in the Seiko colours back then. But, you know, I'd say the bike that really defined road bikes more than any other by the end of the decade, and it still exists to this day, is is the TCR. Mm-hmm. You know, in 1997, giant Tyrolese manufacturers, they brought out this low-slung, compact-frame bike that looked more like the mountain bikes of the day with a drop bar rather than the classic road bike. Um, you know, the, the concept, the original concept from the TCR came from, you know, the now legendary British bike designer and engineer Mike Burroughs. You know, Mike, like all great innovators, has a reputation for stepping away from the norm. He'd been a long-time advocate of, of then considered radical ideas like single-sided forks and single-sided frame designs, all for kind of aero benefits. He was one of the first people to be obsessive around using the correct crank length. And sort of traditional two-triangle horizontal top tubes on a road frame as pretty much archaic. Um, you know, his so far out-of-the-box thinking led to you know, amazing, radical, and proven designs like the Lotus Type 108 um, that Chris Boardman took Olympic Pursuit Gold in 92 and which Boardman set the hour record in 96 on. Um, but the story didn't really end there because the 108 was outlawed by the UCI and that hour record obviously was scratched. Um, uh, Boardman got the record back anyway with a uh, hour, mm-hmm. um, athlete's hour, I think they defined it as. And that obviously isn't Burroughs' first or last run-in with, with the UCI. Um, as early as like 87, he'd built an aerodynamic carbon monocoque um, prototype, um, which had piqued the interest of, of BCF, of, of you know, the British Cycling Federation. Um, and it was banned by the UCI before they'd even had a chance to race it in competition. So then you skip forward into the mid-90s, Giant, one of the biggest bike brands in the world, which is a really impressive feat anyway, because mm. you know, they've only been around since 1972. Right. If you think, you know, by, by then... They'd overtaken the likes of Bianchi and Rally as you know as, as like the the biggest manufacturer in the world sort of thing, um, and Giant was a brand pretty much dri- driven by kind of innovation and you know and you had innovations like mass produced carbon fiber bikes with the Kdex um, models launching I think as early as like eighty seven, mm-hmm. um, but the one th- the one place that hadn't really made as much of an impact was on the road, um, so they'd set their sights on becoming a leading brand in road cycling. And that meant professional sponsorship and a bike that can compete with, you know, the leading bikes of the day, you know, the likes of Pinarello and Colnago. Um, and rather than emulate European brands, Giant turned to a bit more innovation. They turned to Mike Burroughs and the development he'd been doing, um, making road frames with sloping top tubes. Um, effectively, he was using kind of mountain bike frames and building mm-hmm. them up in, in road style. Um, and with the aim of actually making a much more aerodynamic time trial bike. Um, you know, and as anybody knows, the UK's time trial is pretty much an obsession. So, yeah. You know, that's that's where you were going to see it. Um, and that development led to a bike that was just called Total Compact Racing, or TCR, right. as it's now become. The, the, the bikes that they were going up against on these these Conagos and Pinarellas, were they aluminium or the carbon or were they, what was what was? The... At, the, at that time, you're talking mainly, mainly alloy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Aluminium was, was like the big, was the big, big new thing. It, you know, you could make a lighter bike than steel. You mm-hmm. could... Um, um, which was a bit more obsessive, you know. They arguably they didn't have the same sort of ride quality. They were much much stiffer. Right. Um, 
which again is another advantage that happened with the you know when the TCR came along because it was aluminium because it did all the stiffness and, and lightweight things that people were looking for in aluminium it didn't ride as overly harshly as most of them because it had a big long seat post right you know because it has this super compact frame um and i think the thing is that that bike was just so influential that if you think today if you see a road bike with a traditional horizontal top tube mm -hmm. how bikes used to be pre-tcr that's an exception rather than a rule yeah pretty much any new road bike now you, you look at any any road bike out there and the tcr is the you know, it's the template that they've, mm -hmm. they've taken from. So sloping top tubes, compact frames, you know, the, the whole idea of compact geometry all stems from the TCR. And I can't think of a bike out there that doesn't really abide by those rules set, you know, set then. So it's, um, it's a, you know, it's a really, really um, genre-defining bike. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, you know, there have been very, very few bikes over the years that actually changed everything yeah you know um so for me it was you know it, it was the bike that you, you know when you saw it in in the pro tours you know you took it you like double take and uh -huh. like, wow what's that you know it looks so different to everything else um and it you know it just seemed to be a bike that was thoroughly modern for the time it just seemed you know having a, having that compact frame and having that that super tight kind of design to it it just looked more agile mm -hmm. it looked more futuristic it looks you know yeah and and obviously the tcr you know went on to become carbon fiber and it you know and it, it you know and the fact that, that it's still in their range now you know that that, mm. that it's it's become that that important a bike you know it, you know and the, you know the latest version that's that just launched last year is um is awesome and where, where do they pitch the... So when it first came out, it was sort of it tried to blend some aerodynamics with a, a traditional road racing sort of uh, format. And, and that's sort of remained all the way through. Like, I mean, I, I've ridden aluminium and carbon TCRs like seven, eight years ago, and they were, you know, they had teardrop-shaped XYZ. You know, it's still kind yeah. of aero, but still a road racer. It's not a full aero bike. Is yeah, that where exactly. it's still pitched? Yeah, yeah. It was like, you know, um, uh, it was one of those first bikes that, that started to consider aerodynamics as as more than just a thing reserved for time trials. Mm -hmm. You know, it was kind of, you know, the, the, the first TCRs were in three sizes and then you had, um, you know, like four options of seat post length. But each one of those seat posts okay. was an aero post. Yeah. So then you had like this big, long, you know, sort of wing and they came with um, they came with adjustable stems. So you could like, you know, you could slam it super mm -hmm. low for a kind of time trial and then raise it up a little bit for, for your normal road stuff. So it was a kind of, it was... Um, it, it, it was an interesting concept that if you think his rivals at the time, I think, you know, you take somebody like Colnago in the in the nineties. I think they offered something ridiculous like twenty five frame sizes, <laughs> you know, because they offered like a you know a, a sort of slammed and a standard geometry and each size and, and right, you know, okay, and you, it was just like an absolute minefield. And then Giant come along and go, here's three, small, medium, large, yeah. <laughs> take your pick and stick a different stem on it and stick a different yeah, seat post yeah, yeah and then you can just and then you can just adapt and, it so you know I, I think from you know from that commercial point of view from if you were if you were a bike shop yeah then and you know you just had you just had a sales rep come in from one of the Italian brands going yeah you need to order you know yeah 40 bikes and then you know the guy from Giant comes in and goes what do you need and did did, did that work like did it work having three sizes yeah I mean they, they actually um, I think they they realised that after a while, but there were limitations. So now they do have a wider range of sizes. Mm -hmm. so they go from extra small up to extra large. But yeah. 
but um it's still only like five models you know yeah, rather yeah. than you know and you have to think at that time there was it, it was just a you know, an absolute mindful just for you know your average rider you could be looking at a brand and going right there's actually three you know there's three bikes in your your size range that fit me which one mm-hmm. which one do i get you know which one should i have yeah whereas you know those early tcrs especially with the adjustable stem you could you could basically play with the mm-hmm. you know play with your right position all you wanted you know as much as you wanted so and this um, was this is alloy that they, they launched yeah. when, when about did they bring the carbon ones in carbon was um Trying to think, I think it was two thousand and two. Okay, think. so so quite an early carbon frame yeah, still. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that's when it was first sort of commercially available. Mm-hmm. Might have, they might have raced it like the year before, and then it became yeah. became a thing. Yeah, they were quite early into the yeah. into the whole sort of carbon world. And so when um, it, you know, one of the points of this series is that you know it's, it's the bikes of you've really sort of enjoyed as well. Um, obviously, the two rallies were bikes that influenced you, and you rode a lot when you were a kid. So when when did you first jump onto a TCR? I mean, I think I was. Um, Lucky enough to try one out not long after they launched. Um, you know, obviously, they, you know, it was quite a big deal back then. So we were getting them in on the mag quite a lot back then. Um, and then, of course, they had the OCR, which was kind of the mm-hmm. affordable one. I think I had an OCR at Union. That was my pro- first yeah. proper road bike, actually. Yeah, yeah, that was you know that was kind of their their, their more affordable version of it. So it was you know it was quite a, it was quite an aspirational bike, and it was also that it was it didn't take long after the TCR had launched that you start to see a lot of other bikes coming out mm-hmm. that looked, you know, that were following that kind of, that sizing and that shape. And so, um, you know, you've got, I guess, there was, you know, there were brands like, like Cervelo with the Soloist and, you know, with the, with the, their earlier, their earlier bikes, um, all kind of came with that kind of, that compact thing. So mm-hmm. I think it was like, you know, some of the more, the more techie brands that have been looking at, you know, uh, you know, looking into things like aerodynamics and stuff like that, I'd seen, it seen like this compact frame geometry. It was kind of an easy win. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a, an easy way to, you know, to to make your bikes faster, um, and and to you know improve the things that people were really looking for then, which was you know, if you think you know back in the nineties, early early noise and stuff, um, the whole bike world seemed to be obsessed with stiffness. It was, yeah, it was all about lightweight and stiffness. You know, you know, like comfort was a dirty word. So mm-hmm. it was a you know, it's an interest. It's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting thing that that the TCR um, laid the foundations for for um, for people sort of mastering and maxing out on stiffness and lightweight and things like that, but not ending up making a super harsh bike. Mm-hmm. You know, and because it had that long seat tube that that had the yeah. flex. So do you think that was you say Mike Burrows was the guy behind it all? Do you think that that was like one of the key things he wanted to build in then, or was that a byproduct of of the, of so. the era? I think literally it's a byproduct. You know, I, you know, I think having that uh, having a long post that's unsupported is going to be yeah. more flexible than you know if it's if it's anchored with a junction. So, mm-hmm. I, I think it was literally it was a byproduct of it, but it it it's one of those sort of happy accidents. I mm-hmm. think that that has um has stood the test of time, really. Yeah, and do you think um, is it fair to say that the TCR itself performed? as expected and you know it, it, it was obviously quite a, a significant departure from the bikes that were you know most commonly seen is the bikes that are in the in the grand tour doing something different doesn't always work out and it's, it clearly has worked out but did it work out from the off or has it been refined to a bike that really has worked? like anything it's been refined and refined and refined and I, I, you know I, there was a lot of pushback when it when it launched mm-hmm. you know there were, you know we we we'd have like quite a full mailbag of people complaining that it right. doesn't look like a road bike, mm-hmm. you know, 
and you know it was kind of this they saw it as this kind of bastard influence of mountain biking coming into the road or mm-hmm. sort of thing it was, which is you know it's good you look back and it's kind of odd but it's just you know it's the same with any any innovation we've seen it years and you know for years yeah. and years and years you know you, you see it with disc brakes you see it with you saw it with aerodynamics you saw it with um weirdly you saw it with things that we just considered so commonplace now you know i remember you're like um when shimano launched sti you know so we moved the shifters from the down tube on mm-hmm. the bars and so many people complain about it right they're just really heavy really stupidly complex they never work it'll never catch on really <laughs> you know <laughs> and so so it's all these things all these things that you know they do they do have this kind of take time and everything but it's one of those things that that it stood the test of time because it was good. You mm-hmm. know? It was, and I think you know, and it was one of those things that as soon as you rode it, as soon as you rode one, you saw and it went, yeah, I kind of, I get this. Yeah, you know, it sort of, um, and 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 I think its success in the UK is down to the fact that that a lot of people thought, well, you know, I can put some clip-ons on this and I can go time trialing on it. Sure, you know, and. And I, I, I think that's why it became such a popular and successful bike, mm-hmm. especially, you know, in the UK. So earlier on, you were saying that, you know, Giant wanted to make themselves a bigger name in, in the road peloton. Do you think that this that it achieved its goal then? It, it certainly oh, yeah, seems yeah, yeah. to I have... Mean, it, you know, if you think back when, you know, this is sort of their onset sponsorship time mm-hmm. and, you know, they they kind of announced themselves pretty radically. Yeah. Um. Uh, and now to the, you know, to, if you think, you know, when you're thinking back to those those days, then um, the the Peloton was so completely dominated by classic European brands, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the brands that had always been there. Um, when you had these interlopers like Giant come in and then, you know, uh, around sort of around the same time, maybe a little bit later, you had Cannondale come in. I mean, everybody sort of said, well, Cannondale are going to bomb. They're mm-hmm. never going to do anything in, in, you know, on road cycling. They make fat tube mountain bikes they yeah. can't they can't cut it with road bikes um and i think the same thing was with you know with giant it was like you know what's this far eastern company coming you know racing <laughs> you know racing in the alps or you know they don't know what they're doing they obviously did yeah you know? <laughs> what, what are the biggest names and that have been racing on the tco they've had some high you know some influential riders and, and big names that... yeah i mean you know they had they had on say they had t-mobile they uh-huh. you know they're, they're which were some of the biggest teams of the day yeah um you know there's quite a lot of riders out there that were starting out. You know, the likes of you know Cavendish was on a mm-hmm. was on a TCR right at the start of his career. Mm-hmm. You know, Onse was you know with all that 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 great era of Spanish riders like Balocchi and you know um, so Eric Zabel, mm-hmm. one of the greatest sprinters ever. You know he he cemented his reputation riding for Team Mobile as well. So yeah. so yeah, they've they've had a lot of really big names come through and and ride those bikes. Mm-hmm. So. so over the years, it's obviously been it's. Um, evolved from from the original model to the one that's around now are there any particular generations of tcr which stand out at all or i mean i think that first generation of carbon bike was was pretty good it was pretty, mm-hmm. it was pretty radical they'd they'd they kind of got it got it sorted but they they introduced so many you know so many kind of innovative things with the tcr you know it's a but it's regimentally stood you know stuck to to it's compact format, you know, and, and regimentally stuck to things like having an aero post, um, you know, an aero shaped post. Whereas, you know, and there were other models, they've sort of, you know, they, they brought out like the D shaped post, which lots of other people are mm-hmm. like, using now f- to get that compliance in. So on bikes like the Defy, and you know, it, it, the D shaped post came first on the TCX, which is, you know, the 
they're um, compact frame shaped cross bike. So, mm -hmm. um, but the TCR has always rigidly kept some of those aero influences, but it never jumped into being full aero. That's what the propels for. Mm -hmm. um, so it's always been about lightweight stiffness with a, with a smattering aerodynamics. Yeah, you know, which again is pretty trend setting. You know, mm. most other brands just made a super light bike and then they made an aero bike, and now we're seeing the next generation of light bikes have all got aero thrown at them. Yeah, you know, whereas the TCR always did that. I was going to say, you know. As you sort of hinted at, you know, bikes did diverge quite a lot, especially in the past what ten ten years, I guess. You know, with you know those aero bikes, the climbing bikes, and that that middle ground maybe got a little bit lost. But things are now converging, as you said, because well, I guess aero bikes are more comfortable, so you can do all day on it if you're riding a Grand Tour and yeah. still have the aero benefit, and they're not too heavy X Y Z. So maybe the TCR, I guess, is that trend setting bike that's always kind of done all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've Which been, suggests it's going to have a long history. I think so. I think so. I mean, what I really like about it is it's just sort of, it's quietly gone about being as good as it is. Mm -hmm. And it's quietly gone about evolving. You know, it's almost kind of, you get all these bikes that are shouting out around it, you know, mm -hmm. be it that Super 6 Evo, you know, Cervelo R5, um, various generations of Special Tarmac, and all, you know, which they announce themselves to the world and go, well, look at us, we're amazing. Mm -hmm. And then the TCR is just, Steadfastly just stuck on that. Yeah, path. yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of like that football in midfield who's played six hundred games for Man United, but you know, like Nicky Butt or something like yeah, that. Yeah, who, yeah. You know, no one actually really sort of remembers, but actually was like integral to the. You exactly. Know, yeah, yeah. Just, it's been that. It's, you know, it's been that 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 a hidden that hero sort foundation of foundation of a bike. You know, to the point where you know, I I I bought one. Um, mm. I still ride it pretty much as much as I can. This is my, my next question. You, you know, you have a, a huge array of bikes. You know, we, we've done features on it in Bike Radar in the past. I think we talked about it in the podcast. Like, mm. you you own a lot of bikes. Um, but you have TCRs. Yeah, I bought, yeah. yeah it's, the, it's not the current generation TCR. Mm -hmm. It's the previous one. Very, very similar. It's absolutely beautiful. I love it. It's been all over the world with me. Mm -hmm. um, and it's one of those bikes that I, I haven't felt... You know, even though I rode the new TCR and went, oh, actually, it is better. Mm -hmm. You know, it is lighter. It is. It does everything. Sort of turned up to eleven. It's still not better enough for me to go. I need to get rid of this and replace sure. it. It's like it's one of the. It's one of those go-to bikes. It's, it's a bike I actually use a lot for when I'm testing stuff. Uh -huh. Just because I know it so well, you know. Yeah. And you know the the head tube stiffness, the bottom bracket stiffness, everything about it is so dialed. Mm -hmm. And I've done so many miles on it that it's kind of my preferred bike for doing things like testing wheels because mm -hmm. I, I I know the frame inside out. So I know quantity. how it's going to feel. And so you can really get that difference when you're dropping wheels on, on and off in and that sort of thing. And, mm -hmm. you know. Had it been a long-term bike in Cycling Plus then? Yeah, it started out as a, as a, as a long-termer. It was basically, it was a it was a frame set that, um, that I got hold of because I wanted to build original ETAP onto it. Uh-huh. Um, and so I built original ETAP onto it, used it for testing of the ETAP, carried on with it. Um, and then when it got to basically the end of the year and, and you know, Giant sent me, you know, called me and said, hey, we need that. We need that frame back. You've, you've had it for long enough. I mm -hmm. said, I can't. I can't give it back. Just send me a bill. Yeah. You know, so I just, just bought it. Um, it was an absolute no-brainer, really. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, as I say, you know, I was riding it this weekend, you know, um, it's whenever I'm not testing a bike or, or anything. It's it's my it's why I jump on straight away. Yeah. Just to... I'm surprised you still got time to do, to jump on that, <laughs> given how many bikes you do test. 
is there, is the one coming in for bike of the year this year? Um, hopefully, hope, yeah, hopefully. You know, it's been, you know, obviously it was a it was a star of last year's bike of the year on, on the kind of super bike side of things. Um, Did it win? Yeah, right. Yeah, but um, but some of the, the you know the more affordable, say affordable, still expensive, but you know the more affordable options that we that I've tested over the last year have been you know exceptional. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there was a. They did a, a limited run one, which was the TCR Advanced Two Plus, I think, or maybe the One Plus. I can't, you know, forgive me, giant. I can't remember it off the top of my head. But, but you know, that package is amazing. Mechanical Ultegra, Giants, new carbon wheels, mm-hmm. which are excellent. Carbon bar, carbon seat post, and so you got on it and went. There's nothing on this side ever change and it's very rare you get a test bike and you go actually it's really good but mm-hmm. you know there was no but it was the kind of well this is perfect mm-hmm. you know there's, there's literally nothing on this bike but that i could you know that i, I would say that's going to make a significant difference yeah. you can always run better tires you can always yeah, yeah you can always drop a few grams here or there but as a out of you know out of the box package awesome. mm-hmm. And has that been a, a theme throughout then? They've always been pretty good at specking. They've always been building bikes that I are worth. Giant are one of those brands that have actually, over recent years, have really upped the game. Yeah. You know, because most, most of the big brands, as we know, have all introduced their own brand mm. things of everything. And, um, you know, Giant over, over the last couple of years have reintroduced KDEX as a kind of super high end brand. But the interesting thing with KDEX is, like, especially on the wheels, they've come up with some really great new rim shapes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Giant's own wheels are using the same rim shapes. They're being made, you know, from slightly cheaper materials uh-huh. to hit a price point, and they have probably haven't got the, you know, the highest grade of hub and yeah. you know, all, all those things. And obviously, the KX wheels have got a filament carbon spokes, mm-hmm. you know, which are exceptional. But their their standard wheel packages are, are out of this world, mm-hmm. and they're you know their finishing kit, the carbon bars they make, are, you know, the defuse carbon bar is brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know, the seat post options are good. Even their saddles, have, you know, everything that they do. As really elevated, you know. Um, but you know, you could say the same about Trek with Bondrage Pass. Mm-hmm. You know, Savello um, you know, are doing a very similar thing because obviously they've got the, the tie-in with Santa Cruz and Reserve Wheels, mm-hmm. so they're all kind of you know talent pooling. I'm coming up with some really good good stuff. So you know, it's one of those, it's one of those things that I think is one of the, it, it's actually it's a you know giant one of the early early brands to start producing their own mm-hmm. bits. You know, because they're such a huge company. Um, that they, they're almost a trendsetter in in that respect as well. Yeah, you know. So um, I think we yeah I think we've got a lot to thank the TCR for. Yeah. I guess yeah I I think we'll we'll wrap it up in a sec. But it, it does feel that you know quite often smaller brands you know the ones who are often able to innovate more often make more of a splash often sort of set those trends because they're much more flexible and dynamic. But it really feels like giant you know with the TCR you know, sort of mark themselves out as a brand that really could disrupt, you know, yeah, what other yeah. big brands are doing. I mean, I think it's that's just... the thing. is like when the TCR came out, although Giant was a massive company, mm-hmm. there were small fry in the top echelons of the road. Yeah. You know, they were the outlier. Mm. And it's that sort of... So they came with something truly in- innovative, um, as you'd expect from, you know, those small, more... Those small disruptive brands. I'm talking, you know, the likes mm. of Cervelo or or Look or you know um, Time and those sorts of guys. So they they came with that kind of willingness and that need and that that drive, but they just happened to have this huge industrial complex <laughs> behind them rather than you know a few blokes in a shed sort yeah. of thing. So 
Oh, cool. Okay. Well, um, yeah, that's a, the giant TCR, and that's, I guess, your the bike that's sort of influenced you and you're riding it, and, and you feel is has been super important in the 1990s. Don't forget, if you want to listen to previous episodes of this um, podcast series, uh, out on every Friday, you've got the Riley Competition and the Riley Burner. Those are out on other Fridays on the Bike Rider Podcast. Um, and next Friday, we have the final part of the series where we look at a bike from the 2000s. And um, the Bike Rider Podcast does come out every Monday, um, and quite often on Fridays, as you'll have noticed. Um, don't forget to subscribe so you get all the episodes straight to your phone or listening device thanks ever so much Warren thanks Tom and uh, we'll be back next week thank you for listening to the Bike Radar podcast if you want any more information on what we've been talking about or more news and views on cycling check out bikeradar.com bye